eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let me get on here and see where this dude puts me on blast. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're the punching bag. Step in the ring with us. We'll, we'll get you going. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Title 24 presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael alongside my co-host, Ryan Villapoto coming to you each and every week. A lot of fun breaking the races down and uh, things to look for. And uh, man, what another incredible week. Uh, before we get going, got to thank our sponsors, our, our great partners, United Motorsports, Boxo USA, Quadlock, Phone Case. Thank you guys for jumping on and being a part. But uh, RV, how was your weekend? I saw you had the little groms at a race. Yeah, man, we... Uh... We jumped out for uh, a nice Sunday uh, racing out at uh, Fox Raceway. Um, uh, Moto for Kids is what it was. So great little series for entry level. Like my little guys took them out yeah. to race their E5 KTMs and and got them out there. And we'll see. It sounds like this is the favorite sport, the new favorite sport, I guess. So we'll see if we if we transition from ball sports to to uh, more moto. Kind of seems like we might be going that way. I might be in trouble. <laughs> did you guys like uh did you guys camp out or anything or no it was just a sunday race only so um and then obviously with all the yard construction and things going on like that I, we just drove out early in the morning on sunday and then uh you know just stayed for the day but eventually um the dad and me wants to go out bring the motor home barbecue have a few beers you know <laughs> and let the kids ride their stay six all around the track you know and and have fun have that um get that experience that I had as a kid, you know, going to the races with mom and dad and being out there for two days, you know, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if I want to be out there every weekend, but, <laughs> but you know, we'll see where it goes. I think we should just dude hop into it. Daytona, your first impressions uh, before we get into the, the, the nuts and bolts of it all. What was your initial reaction of it all? Man, once again, we have some insane racing from, oh. um, you know, heat races have been phenomenal. Um, just jump right into talking about RJ Hampshire because he was a big, um, you know, had a, a breakout standout ride in the, in the 450 qualifier, got his very first 450 win. So that was, uh, that's huge, you know, for a guy to, to have about four or five days on the 450, you know, and coming out at Daytona, such a, um, a technical track, so many elements come into play from the sand sections to the legit supercross um straightaways and sections that they have and and also the outdoor 
aspect that comes in. It gets rough. It gets ruddy. Uh, very, very impressive ride by RJ right here in the heat race. Pulled that whole shot. Was able to, you know, just ride super consistent. Was able to weather the storm from Cooper also, which was very uh, impressive. So um, looks like he's going to have a really good future here in the 450 class. Uh, you yeah, know, I, when he does step up. I think that, like, I look back on my career, and I think I've, I've talked about it a couple times. And yes, that was an epic win by RJ. To your point, dude, that's great. Great insight is, I mean, the the two was all over him the whole time for the most part, and uh, giving him everything that I think that he'd wanted and. He, dude, he just put his laps in and was was awesome. But I, I look back on my career. I wish I would have raced the opposite coast a couple times. I just think it would have helped prep me. I would have known what I was getting into going into 99. Do you – I mean, your your first year was pretty dang good in the premier class. Do you wish you would have done an opposite coast in the so premier class? So I actually – I was able to – so I rode – I was able to ride west and east – um, before I moved up. And I think it, I think it does help to get, um, get the experience on different tracks. Um, you know, get to, get to see what the dirt may, you know, a lot of it's the dirt with well, the dirt works does a phenomenal job with building different tracks every single weekend. Um, so as for, you know, oh, you know, what about this track? What about that track? That's all out the window because obviously it's, it's a brand new track every time we show up every year. So, but just getting into the feel of like, you know, driving into Daytona or driving into any of these, you know, different stadiums and then getting the real feeling, the texture of the dirt. Like we have Indy coming up this weekend. It, we all know that it can be super, super cold there. And a lot of times when they bring the dirt in, it's frozen. And then inside Lucas Oil Stadium, um, if it is Lucas Oil Stadium still, <laughs> yeah, it is. I've been there in a while, um, but the dirt thaws out and then it gets real. It starts to pump, you know, it gets really soft, really ruddy. So just those types of um, experiences that you get and learn as a as a young rider before you turn up to get up to the 450 class. I think it's it definitely it's a good um, tool to have in your belt that you've seen all those different tracks. I think like I, I wish that uh, Jet would have raced the 450 class on a couple of the opposite coasts. I think it would have been cool to see, I think, for his career and. You know, if you're Honda and and you're gonna invest in this this kid, I think that uh, it would be it'd be cool to at least let him get his his feet wet so he knows what he's got coming into 24. I agree. I agree. You know, it's always good to to get yourself in that 450 class early if you're ready. Um, but as ever as you know, being in that position of of where Jet's at, lot on the line right now. He has you know he's got a good little points lead, but he's also in that he's he's got the red plate winning this championship. Um, so there's also a lot on the, on the line, uh, the risk factor of jumping up into that 450, riding a bike that's got a ton more power, um, a lot more laps and things like that. So if you're, it's a catch 22, yes, the learning side of it, you can't replace that, but also securing this, this um, West coast championship before he takes the step up to the 450 class is obviously a huge priority for jet and Honda and, and all of his partners. So um, keeping him healthy is, is, is the other, other side of it too. So I can kind of understand why that they don't, you know, as, as, you know, focused, staying focused on at the task at hand is, is in that position is probably, um, you know, the smarter thing, but I totally agree. Like being able to, to get time on a 450 in, at Daytona or any of these, any of these rounds is, is also beneficial. Yeah. You know, um, Jumping into this, the, the 450 main, um, 
Eli, Eli didn't look that great in practice. Like he didn't have the speed, the first, like in the warm up practice or the first qualifying time practice. And um, actually James and I were talking about like, dude, he's off, you know, and James was thinking a little bit about maybe, maybe the bike wasn't working well for him or whatever. He was a little bit better on the final qualifying practice. So I, I was like, Oh man. And then Cooper, you know, Cooper was had really good speed or close enough. Um, not no one was, was really that close to chase, but that's nothing new. Um, but then we go to the main event and it worked out. It works out perfect. Right. You get um, you get Eli and Coop right up there. Great, great, uh, great clip of the start right there. So we got exactly what we wanted. And um, it was it was it was pretty cool. Like you're watching this. What was your thought right here? Well, I just, yeah, this is where they come together right here in that um, elevated off camber. Um, I total racing incident. Eli was just trying to, you know, squeeze him out. Same with Coop. Big mistake right there by Coop. Um, I don't know if that was a neutral thing coming after the finish. Um, you know, we're watching the replay right now of him hitting neutral and blowing the whole yeah. section there. He was able to recover, but that was his shot right there. You know, he had the lead, made that mistake, um, you know, I don't know if that was rider error, something, you know, with the machine, uh, but definitely you could see big mistake and it threw off that whole rhythm section. I mean, really lucky he didn't go down because to me, it looked like a, almost a false neutral. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what, what you think, Ricky, but it, it was, it could have been a touch and go section or a touch and go right there for a quick second. Um, he was able to gather it up really quick before, you know, having to take the next double, but, uh, that's all. Those are always scary moments there when you, when you get a false neutral or the bike has a hiccup. Yeah. I think too, like it, it takes it, it you know, it, it takes energy to, to have a save like that too. So probably regathering it, but man, it, like he was just, I mean, Eli was all over. Yeah. There you go. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. False neutral. Rarely do these guys hit false neutral, but I think like something like that, it takes, it takes a while for you to recover from. Like when I say a while, a couple you know, a couple laps to kind of regroup. And, and maybe he thought too, that something was wrong with the motorcycle. So you're going to ride, you're going to ride a little hesitant from that. Like you can see right there, it doesn't look like he has too much urgency, especially mm -hmm. right here. See how he's land. He's like jumping everything. Like yeah. He's trying to, he's questioning, questioning the motorcycle for a quick second. Like, Hey, was that me? You know, in that race scenario, was that me? What did, did, you know, obviously you don't know for sure until you get to, you know, get off the track, you know, download what just happened, you know, process everything. And he's like, yeah, no, I just hit neutral. Or was it something, you know, we don't know, but it was a costly mistake by Cooper. Um, but I just have to say that we are, Eli's starts have never been better in, in my um, opinion. Like no. he's, he's putting himself in such a great position, um, which is not the norm for Eli, I guess, you know, we've always seen him do okay with his starts, you know, but pretty inconsistent. But right now with this new 23 Yamaha, if it's the motorcycle, if it's him just being in better form, um, he's putting himself in, in by far the best positions he has uh, um, lap one, it, it, you know, the start of this 23 season where we're coming up to uh, round eight and man, he's had some phenomenal starts, putting himself in great positions. I mean, that has to be, I mean, that's why I was bringing that up because that's not the norm for Eli. Was there ever a point like, so when we we're, when we were calling the race, you know, like it's, it's like a yo-yo Eli, when Eli was behind, behind Coop, 
like they, they go back and forth. Like Coop was fast in one section. Eli was fast in one check section. And I just, I never could get a good feel on who I thought had the advantage. You know, I, I think being in second in that situation is always better, you know, just because I'd rather be the hunter than the hunted. Yeah. Like what, when you were watching it, what was your reaction? Like, did, did you like, Oh man, I think Eli's a little bit better and he's probably going to win this. Or were you like 50, 50? You know, it was, it was, um, it was really, it was close. I couldn't, like, I, like you made a point of saying the yo-yo. I didn't think anybody between Eli and Coop, like there was, there was uh, a legitimate somebody faster. Like you said, there was somebody, Eli was faster on one part of the track. Coop was faster on the other. So Coop could suck him up. Here goes Eli up the very inside, makes that move. And then here's Coop coming back for the pass and then in, into the elevated off camber, come together. Great save by Eli, almost went off the track. Um, if Eli would have went off the track, I think you could have said goodbye to that race for him, but he was able to stay on the track. They just come together in the air. Wow. Great save by both of them. Look how close um, that was. I mean, yeah, it was, it was insane, man. Oh. And then here they are coming up to the finish. I mean, it was a great race. The, the two of them riding so, so aggressive, but also respectful and, and being able Eli, there was that mistake by Coop there, but just phenomenal, phenomenal racing by, by Coop and Eli um, being able to ride that close, come together, stay up and uh, you know, put on a great show for us. So you're in, so you're in this moment, right? You're racing one of your rivals and the dude's just dogging you right for 10 laps do you kind of like check up and then like let the guy go by or do you just stay in front of him because for me i would have been like all right like if, if Stu or reedy was just hounding me i'd have been like dude just just go by and so i would try to i would rather be like i told you i'd rather start hunting them and instead of being the hunting what what would you have done if you were cooper webb in that scenario you know, I think, um, Did you being that, yeah, be, being that it was a mistake, you know, it wasn't, it was a, it was, he had that mistake and, and gave up the lead. And then it was, it was like you said, had to regroup for a lap or two. And, and then he was the hunted or being the hunter. Yeah. And, um, that's a hard place to hunt, you know, Eli, you know, cause we know being in that position, I think at that point with Coop, being that we know the the history that Eli's had at Daytona um, and how well he rides there, even though he was off in practice, you know, these guys, when the lights come on, um, something else happens to us, you know, and especially those guys, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's go time. So Eli was able to pull it out. I think that uh, I don't know if I have an answer for you. I don't know if I can give you a solid answer of which position I'd want to be in, because if, if, you know, if you were the one Eli up front and you couldn't break Coop, do you, you know, do you kind of like, okay, I'm going to follow him, um, let him buy essentially and follow him. Um, don't know if that's the right move either, because it's not like Eli was, was able to pull away really easily. And it seemed like the track was, they were hitting very similar lines, except for the, the option section. Um, you know, so it was, it would have been a hard time to, I think for, for anybody to make up that ground, giving up, say, Hey, take the lead. I think just running the clock down, running up front um, was probably the best move. You know, what's gnarly is like, although we were all focused, like on the broadcast, we were so focused on Eli and, and Coop, but then like dude, Sexton and Barsha. And like, I don't think we gave Barsha enough credit. That guy was fast this weekend, bro. He, he was, I have lap times right here. So I, he, uh, one fourteen zero. 
Um, yeah. And the next best was Chase with a 114. Uh, wait, here, Eli. Next best was Eli with a 114.08. And, and it was 114.07 for, for Justin. So he was putting in a phenomenal ride. And we had awesome racing between Chase and, and Justin with a few mistakes, Justin going down. It was, it was, it was chaos there for a few laps. Here hey, we are so, with this, so this right here, this move, what do you do here? Do you think that would you have done the same thing Sexton had done and just like closed him out or what? Yeah, I think so. I think there was total racing incident right there. You know, he, uh, Sex, Chase didn't chop him off super hard. He was kind of already going that way, scrubbed it a little bit. I think Justin should have, been aware of like hey he's gonna squeeze me out here he's not gonna let him come up the inside right so right. um you know then big mistake here by chase looks like he stalled it got it running again and then eli or then justin just lands on chase's shoulder ends up going down real chaotic right there so yeah. it was um man great I, racing. I don't know like like right there you know what's crazy is like Chase doesn't even look to the left to anticipate Barsha coming over the side. I would love to have been a fly on the wall right here. Wonder what. Yeah, they're no, about. they're definitely exchanging some words. Haven't you know? It's it's look. I, I like to see you know. I can remember watching you and James, uh, James and Chad. They exchanged a lot of words. You know when they were racing. So it it keeps it interesting. It keeps it fun as long as it's it's uh, uh, you know nothing big happens, you know, like rolling around on the ground, fighting stuff like that. You know, um, I like that. I like the, I like the controversy, um, in our sport, you know, that it helps, it helps. And it brings these, you know, brings the, the faces out of these guys, you know, it really shows that, you know, that they're, that they're all out there for, for that podium and that win. When I go back to, to that, that, um, that contact made by Barsha and Sexton, like when Sexton stalled it and he gets back going, like, I mean, dude, you can hear so much stuff there and, and you have, you know, you have that sense of, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of blown away. I'm, I know I'm being hard on him, but dude, you had to have known that the guy was going to be on the inside of you. I mean, it, it wasn't, it never really affected Sexton. It could have, he could have went down, keep an eye on Chase's head. He never even looks to the left and he could have, for sure, he had to have heard JB there. So like it's situations like that. It's like, dude, how the heck did you not look over to your left? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, for just for the sheer fact of, you know, um, basically what happened, it could have been a lot worse in chases for for chase because Eli was the one or um, Justin was the one coming down. He was the one that caught majority of the air right there because Eli or uh, um, chase rolled over rolled over into that inside going to, for the inside and Justin just come falling out of the sky. It could have been a lot worse for chase and put them both on the ground, but yeah, an, un, a little, I guess, unaware of, of his surroundings a little bit. And I think that's one thing that, um, you know, like we've talked before, the mistakes that are happening, um, they just, they keep happening. Like you said, we're not trying to be hard on chase, but man, he's got to clean up those, those mistakes because by far he's the fastest guy out there. He, he, he's got the speed. He can turn it on. It just doesn't seem like right now he's, he's figured out um, how hard he can push the motorcycle on certain conditions. Um, You know, and it it ends up biting him more times than not. Yeah. It's crazy. Like he has it. That's where like you were so good at it. And it's, 
he he's got like comparing Eli and Cooper to Chase is Eli and Cooper they 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 ride their pace and whatever they got is what they got. Where I feel like Chase, he could back it down. He doesn't even have to go that fast, and he could back it down and probably you know eliminate some of those mistakes that he's been making every weekend. But he just doesn't. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, I feel like he doesn't know that limit like the other two do. Yeah. And maybe that's just a little bit of, um, you know, I guess inexperience at this point, you know, Chase wants to win so bad. We know that all these guys do, but right now with Chase, he probably can taste it even more than right. every one of those riders because that every time he goes out on the track for practice, for time practice, for, for a heat race, like he's putting in by far, you know, he's got the fastest lap times. So it's probably getting very frustrating. Yeah. And he's like, man, I, I know I have the speed. The bike's working well. I'm in a great position. And it just lack of experience is 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 probably got to say was, is, is what it is, I guess. Um, I, you yeah. know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that if if he can't, you know, fix that this season, that next season when he comes out, he'll be more mature. He'll be he's have another season under his belt and we'll be able to relive what we're that we're what we're seeing this year, but without the mistakes. Yeah. I think I think mentally it was a hell of a win for Eli. Like I, I because I look at it as as a day in whole. I don't think he was he he had it going for him, and he was able to turn it around. He made it happen. I mean, you can see the emotion. I don't the emotion. I think from this win right here, RV. I in my opinion, I, and and we'll, we'll we'll land this plane here on the 450. I think he had to basically remind himself that he is still a bad dude because of how the day was going. I mean, rarely do you see this. And I don't think, again, I don't think this was a reaction from all winning at Daytona and, 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 and passing me in the win, win list. I think that this was like, okay, sometimes you have to remind yourself as a champion as, as much success as you had, I had, there were times where like, I had to remind myself, Hey, I, I still got it. Go I, I totally agree as you know, like the, the mountain is so steep for, you know, sharp at the top, Eli's at the very top. So the pendulum just swinging either way, it can easily, he, you know, easily fall off either side of that thing. So after a while there, you know, yeah, he's got, um, you know, some wins this season, been riding super well, but it's really weird as a racer. I mean, I just know how I would think and mentally, and we all do it. I think we all do it. Start second guessing ourselves, you know, yeah. a little bit, even though he's, he's, he's won a lot of races, led a lot of laps this year, put himself in a great position with the points lead red plate, all these things, but there's always that doubt, you know, okay, when, you know, when am I going to get knocked off of this uh, pedestal and to keep fighting for that every single weekend and to, have that mental stress. I think that's what the hardest part for me was. It wasn't the racing. Um, as soon as the gate dropped and we made it through the first turn for me, I was like, okay, now I'm in my element. Nothing else really, you know, nothing worried me after that point, made it through the first turn clean. Everybody's healthy. I'm good. Okay. Now it's on to racing, but mm -hmm. the biggest pro the biggest part of the mental game inside of it is, is just showing up every weekend and, and, almost waiting to be knocked off the top. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the hardest part to get your brain around is, and, and to feel like that is to go into every weekend. Like, is this the weekend? Is this the weekend that I'm going to, that I'm going to make either, you know, potentially something could happen from a mistake, first turn crash. And then that just blows. I mean, it could be everything out of your control, nothing, you know, 
And then you're like, okay, now I'm five points down. So there's a ton that goes into the mental side of that, that uh, I think is why it was such a big win for Eli going to Daytona. Obviously I, I could say I could go out on a limb here and say it's probably his favorite race of the year, but being able to, to secure that win again and furthermore, just mentally back himself up and say, okay, I still, I still got this. I'm still the guy. I give uh I, at this point after that win, cause you know how, you know, I mean, at this point, the between the ears is so important. I, I straight up, I feel like, I feel like Eli has a clear advantage after this weekend. I, I, I go back to, I, I know he's better in the whoops. You know, he's going to be faced with some, there's going to be some big whoops. I think Cooper is going to have a hard time through there if they don't become jumpers, you know, like you watch some of these races that Cooper has won. And most of the time they are when, the whoops become jumpers or they're relatively easy. And I just feel, and from a, from a baseline that you can only rely on small whoops for a certain amount of time. And, but eventually you're going to have to rise to the occasion. And, and, and especially after this weekend, when I saw Eli be able to overcome how off the pace he was the first two practices and just absolutely make it happen. I, I think he's the, I think he, he has the clear advantage. I think he does. Yeah. It's funny. You say the whoops being a, um, you know, between Eli and Coop, but man, I was watching the broadcast or watching the race, listening to the broadcast and, and you talking about, you know, Eli choosing to jump the whoops before Coop, you know, Coop, those were, those were a big set of whoops. They didn't look like they got cupped out too bad, but um, you know, they were, they were, looked like they were a little down on traction. They weren't the easiest set of whoops to go through, but Coop was blitzing them well into the main event way bo- and, and, and Eli started jumping them way sooner than, than Coop, which is normally the opposite other way around. Um, you know, so I thought that was kind of funny that, that uh, you know, that now the topic is, is whoops between Eli and, and Coop and, and, Coop jumping them and he was able to blitz them longer than Eli. Uh, not to say it was, it was better because they all went ended up going to that inside. It was a little bit of a stronger line, but yeah, it was, uh, we'll have to see what's in store for dirt works and what they have for the, the rest of the season. But keep in mind, we're still, we're, our points are still very, very close. So if this is anybody's race to win at this point, uh, we have one eighty six for Eli and uh, Coop's five down um, Chase is 10 down and sitting in third. So um, a lot of racing left and not a big point spread. Yeah. Well, dude, we're going to, I think you and I, we're going to, uh, I think this next topic is going to get a whole lot of crap stirred up because I know my opinion isn't going to be, <laughs> I know my, my opinion isn't going to be popular. That's um, all right, Ricky. I got you. I got you. I'm here. We'll, uh, We'll uh, we'll take these keyboard keyboard warriors on full yeah. tilt. Two fifty race first. Tell me about Hunter and and the pass on Thrasher. Like, tell me, like you, Man, your um, you know I've been I've been on the vital. I've been on the the interwebs, kind of trying yeah. to see what. Uh, yeah, just yeah, there goes Hunter coming up the inside, taking the line away from Nate Thrasher. Essentially, kind of putting Nate on the ground. You know, I personally think that that he had a one one decision to make. And it was kind of going outside there, but I feel like on lap one, you need to be more aware of your surroundings, who's around you. Tom went up the inside, secured that line, and I think Thrasher was kind. Of, it was a it was a gamble there. He was thinking, okay, 
Tom's going up the inside. I'm a little too close. I'm coming in fast. I'm going to get, I'm going to eat a ton of sand by going inside. He had the wheel, but I think that he should have been more aware of his surroundings before coming into the turn to, you know, setting up, get diving into the berm. I think a quick look over the shoulder to see who's around you was his biggest mistake. Oh, uh, you, you leaving that crash, open. You're talking about yeah, thrasher. thrasher, thrasher. Yes. Thrasher big. Okay. Like I said, Tom taking the inside thrasher, not wanting to eat a ton of sand, a ton of roost, see me in outside open. But I think a quick look over his shoulder to see who was around him. And we were only, what was it? It was uh, one, two, three, you know, we were what eight, three six, corners. eight turns into the race. Yeah. Um, as we, everybody knows, the pack is still super tight there. Being aware of your situation a bit better would have definitely helped him. Now on the other side, Hunter, very aggressive move. Like too aggressive? Like uh, too aggressive? Uh, you know, this is the big show, Scott. You guys, I, okay, put myself in Thrasher's position. I'd be pissed. I'd be super pissed. And yeah. um, I think that that uh, I'd be telling myself, oh, Hunter's got it coming for him. I'd be pissed. After the race, everything settles down. You, you get back to the truck, probably watch the footage. You know, still going to be pissed. But, you know, it was, it was a tough situation for Thrasher to be in. Left himself open. Hey, there's a lot of money on the line. There's a championship on the line. Points are still close. I think it was, it was, it was, uh, I don't want to call it a racing incident because I think that Hunter went in there for, for a clear reason. Uh, I just think Nate should have been more aware of the situation. So dude, I love it. So I think that, yeah, it was, I mean, it was an aggressive move for sure. I think that Nate should have been, I agree with you about Nate should have been more aware. Here, here's what I think. If you look at the angle, I think Nate turned down too early. I really, I really do that. I don't think that the, I don't think that Hunter anticipated Nate to turn down early. So then that made it look a lot more of a harsh or like a more of aggressive pass. I think that watch, if you watch right here, I think that 96 thought that Nate was going to bowl the corner a little bit, a little bit more. Um, in there to squeeze him out. If Nate hadn't turned down so early, a hundred percent. So when Nate turns down early, then it makes the angle look way worse than what the intent was. That that's what I think people are going to say. I'm crazy. I'm like, he <laughs> went in, in there, but I'm telling you from a racer's perspective, just like you explained it. I think Nate could have been more aware. You look over your shoulder a little. And I think that Hunter wasn't anticipating Nate to turn down that early. And the angle is going to be more like, like this and push him out rather than like this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, Thrasher coming down a bit, uh, and and Hunter coming. But here's it, the other thing is is I, I, we have to say watching that replay as every you know everybody watching it and that watched the broadcast the sand right the sand that's flying in the air like if you have the uh, an opportunity to not get blasted ruin your goggles get sand in your goggles like right here Nate going outside Hunter coming up the inside sees the hole like if I can get up the inside of James or Chad without having to follow him and just get completely sandblasted, I'm taking that move. I'm, I'm, you know, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen type thing. It's, it's a sand section. It's not the easiest section to ride with nobody even around you. Um, We've seen a lot of mistakes in that sand at Daytona. That's a key, key point that Daytona always has. So I think Hunter realizing that there was a hole and going for it is, uh, is key on his part and Thrasher not realizing 
and looking over his shoulder, being more aware of the situation um, is why he was left where he was on the ground. Yep. I dude, I, I thought it would be a little bit different. I thought you would have had a little bit different uh, view on it, but I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to look at it from, from obviously both, both standpoints, you know, as a hunter um, being in his, in the position to win his first championship. Um, same with Nate, you know, they're, they're both on phenomenal teams. You know, Honda's Honda's bikes are working phenomenal right now. Obviously we know stars bikes, great, great motorcycles. So having that, you know, being able to put yourself in that in that position and, and take what's yours or at least telling everybody that that's mine and I'm taking it is yeah. is what Hunter did. And I think that uh, for the championship, you know, at this point, you know, it was it was in my it was clean riding, nothing dirty about it, but it was him taking charge of, of his destiny. Deegan, I that guy, dude, I'm impressed. Phenomenal I'm, ride. Oh, man. Phenomenal it's, ride by hey by, uh, hey I yeah, right. I got a dude my my heart my heart kind of hurt right there for for J Mart a little bit bud it's just like I feel like the the baton has been passed <laughs> and it it, it, ha- it, it happens these 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 kids that are coming up you know they're they're Jeremy's kind of I don't want to say on his way out um, but we got you know Hayden Deegan you know stepping up to the to the two fifty class and and putting on a, a hell of a show so far and then getting his first podium here at Daytona you could see he was feeling it he was he was stoked it seemed like he was having a lot of fun on the track you know let's let's not take away like this kid has had a lot of hype also and I think that's the 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 thing that I can you know you know and all of us can speak on by by from the outside looking in is we've we've seen Deegan you know come through you know with all the with all the hype you know him trying to and that's a that's a big that's a lot of weight on your shoulders to try to you know not let that let the fans down the you know like we've seen it happen before a guy come in that is that is supposed to be the next thing and it not in him not being the next thing uh, more times than not they they think it, people think that they're going to be the next ricky carmichael the next ryan villapoto and 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 they end up uh not producing what everybody thought. Now, Danger, on the other hand, he's uh, he's been riding super well and got his first podium. So I think he's on. He's got to be on cloud nine. Got to be. It's uh, it's incredible. Watch. Yeah, I, I think that a lot like what you said, and I, I said on the Brock. What what am- amazes me is how he's able to manage the noise off of the motorcycle. You know, like to your point, there's a lot of hype, dude. That's so hard to do mentally. You know that. I mean, yep. that, that's what blows my mind. I mean, he's fast. He does amazing things on the motorcycle. And that's what's most impressive to me is how he's able to do that. And dude, you know, he's got a good team, you know, got good. They, they surround themselves with good people and it's, and it's, it's paying off. And clearly the work that he's putting in during the week, because as we all know, Daytona is not an easy place to, to, to finish out, you know, 15 minutes, uh, you know, in my, in our day, 20, 15 laps, 20 laps for main events. Now it's timed. It's a, it's a, it's a grueling race. It is, a, it can be a grueling race if you're not, if you're not flowing with that track and man, it, he's got the fitness, he's got the speed and the talent at this point. So it looks like it's only up from here. eBay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love. You transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. 
eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. We'll close out. Uh, we'll close out Daytona. Want to uh, take a quick take a quick second? And again, um, let's let let's thank our partners. United Motorsports, six locations across Ohio and Kentucky. Uh, check them out online, unitedmotorsports.com. They just launched your website. Good things happening over there. Uh, Boxo USA, uh, incredible company. They make great tools. Boxo tools. Um, they got tool bags, uh, adventure tool rolls, uh, everything that you could ever need. Um, the cool thing is, is lifetime warranty. Hard to beat that. And, and like the process to, to get a replacement, super easy. Check them out, boxousa.com. And then uh, quadlock case, quadlockcase.com. Um, number one in phone cases, phone mounts, have everything you need, whether it's bicycle motorcycles, UTVs, they got you covered, which leads us to our next segment, the uh, Quadlock Question of the Week. And this is where you and I are going to have a good time. And let me get let me get on here and see where this dude puts me on blast. <laughs> <laughs> we get a question from Michael. And I think Michael was an RV fan, clearly not an RC fan, which I <laughs> So he says... Ricky asked Ryan what it will take for him to get on the web wagon. And I tried to influence you uh, to get on the web wagon. So first, let me let me just do you feel like I tried to influence you last week and get and get you on the web wagon? Uh, influence, I think, is the wrong word. I think we're me and you are both sitting up here looking from completely different um, aspects of it. I get you're, you're an announcer. You're, you're calling the broadcast. You're there every weekend. I'm the guy sitting at home on the couch with my cold beer, watching the race, um, and listening to the broadcast and, and, and watching the race go down. Look, man, I think that, you know, everything that most, everything you say, I don't have to agree on, but they're valid points. You've been in that position. I've been in that position. For as for Swain, the uh, look, you guys as fans that are watching our show, our goal is is to is I mean not goal. We're a good show is to have guys debating. So no, I do not think that you were trying to influence me. I think that uh, I've watched it from from my seat. You're watching it from your seat, and I still stand on what I said, you know, last show, and and I think you will too. Yeah, I mean. Hey, Ryan was right to stay strong with Eli. Then he goes on to say, this wasn't some fluke. Eli just broke the dude off. 
listen to what the post listen to that post race interview well i haven't listened to the post race interview yet i will that's on my notes to do normally i i watch the presser um either tomorrow or or on thursday leading up while i'm taking my notes and doing my homework and then he says cooper hit neutral eli almost crashed and went off the track but came back for the pass anyone who watched this race and still thinks cooper is better then Eli is confused. So he, the, the guy says, I'm confused. Um, <laughs> Honest, honestly, I, I think that they were, it was, uh, it, they played cat and mouse. They both made a mistake. Coops was, was in a, in a, I guess a more critical spot on the track and, and was able to, you know, not recover. And, you know, I, I, I was a cat and mouse race. It could have been, it could have gone either way. So I don't think anybody, out of these two riders had each other's number Saturday night. I think it was a damn close race. It could have gone either way. Eli just got the better, better half of uh coop this week or at Daytona. And like I said before, points are still really close. So to say that coop or to say that Eli has it in the bag from here on out, I think that's a long shot. Like that's a super long shot. I, I'm not, if I'm a betting man, I ain't betting on who's going to win right now because one mistake from Eli puts Coop back up there and vice versa. One mistake gains uh, Eli a, a bigger points lead. So it, it's not over yet. Thank you for clarifying that. And uh, Michael, we, um, w- I, I understand you didn't like uh, what I had to say. You think I'm a Cooper Webb lover. I, I like Cooper Webb. I like Eli Tomac. I like them both the same. I respect the hell out of what they do. I know what their abilities are. I know how strong uh, mentally that Cooper Webb is. And that that's all I'm trying to share. But uh, he, so then his last question is, he says, now Ryan needs to ask Ricky, what will it take for him to get on the ET3 wagon? Well, if Eli wins the next five races, I'll hop on. <laughs> I'll hop on You're the on the wagon. Oh, dude, I'm on the wagon. At that point, the championship will be about over. I, I don't know. Like, I wish that these the keyboard warriors could differentiate what I'm trying to share is like, hey, listen, it's super hard to do what this guy does. Cooper Webb is great in this this situation. Eli Tomac is great in this situation. And one weekend, Eli might be better. And the next weekend, Cooper might be better. Just because I'm pointing out what that particular rider is doing on that weekend doesn't mean that I'm on the wagon just yet. Anyhow, that uh, that was a great question, by the way, Michael. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. Check your DMs. We'll be in touch to get you a, a free quad lock phone case. So, congratulations, and uh, stirring up some controversy. Um, I like it. I like you it. like that. that, that yeah, was- always. Yeah, I mean the the better the more we get into this, um, I'm sure we're gonna have some some really good uh, debates coming up. I just like, dude, I, like. You, you have to you 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 have to make the the hard calls. It's not fun. Like if there's one thing that I dislike is calling a spade a spade. And I know that like whether you're you've been in the booth a couple times and whether what what I'm calling, if you're calling out this person's favorite rider, it's not gonna go over well. And the first thing they're gonna do is is get on there and just blast you, you know. So it is what it is. That's all right. That's what that's what we're here for. We're the punching bag, and we'll uh, we can send them back. Step in the ring with us. We'll we'll get you going. We got a free quad right. case out of it. Hey, it was a uh, 
couple good days for the RCSX at Daytona. Had a ton of riders. What's well, 1,400 entries, 720 riders uh, came across from 43 different states. So congratulations to all the champions there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The weather was good. I feel like we had a good balance on the track. It's always tough, RV. When you mellow down a track, the, the, the speeds get faster. And it, it I don't does, like yes. how fast I don't like how fast the speeds are. So it's it's hard to find that balance of making it safe. So they so they them crashing the opportunity of them crashing or having something go wrong goes down. But the speed just gets so fast. And like from your take, like what what would you what's the balance struggle or challenge for you? It's to make it's just it's just that Ricky. Um, I was. Uh, partnered, helped to track up it in the Northwest for quite a few years uh, called Grays Harbor. And that was one of our, my, myself and our, my partner, Brent, that was our whole agenda was, is, is to slow the track down. Right. So like, like you said, it's, it's hard to take a, a purpose built supercross track for, for the premier guys. And then first of all, knock it down in about seven hours yeah. put it together, get it back up ready for Sunday for practice to start. Those guys worked their balls off trying to, you know, the, the track crew and, and all the, all, all the people at Daytona motorsports, mm -hmm. uh, the speedway, you know, putting that all together. That is, like you said, that's the hard part is, is if once you lay things down, the riders start going faster and what hurts riders is speed. So um, it's not necessarily the jumps. It's not necessarily the the whoops. It's how fast that these riders are going. So to your point, that's a that is the the challenge. You know, taking like I said, taking a, a purpose built track and and then making it into an, an amateur track and then having fourteen hundred riders on that with all different skill levels is very challenging. Um, and over the years that I've seen your uh, the RC SMX the race there, it uh, it always seems to go off with it without a hitch, and and the riders seem to have a lot of fun. You know, it's a great stepping stone for those guys to get inside uh, the infield of, of, of Daytona and go racing. So it's a great experience for them. And, you know, hopefully well, maybe one day we'll be there with the boys. That's right. I hope so. We'd love to have you. We'll make sure you have a, a, a great spot in the driver owner lot and uh, plenty yeah. of cocktails <laughs> on board. We'll get the grill fired up. That's right. right. Get the smoker going. <laughs> That's get right. Rick out with his yeah. mellows. Hey, we'll get some... Uh, some brisket. We'll we'll smoke out some brisket. Uh, some baby back ribs. What else? What what you want? Like tri tip or something? I'm a, yeah. I'm not a big tri tip fan. I'm more of a get a good pork butt on there and and there watch that uh, cook for about ten hours while drinking some beers. There you go. Well, we'll close out Daytona. Hey, Indianapolis. I I myself personally, I used to love racing at Indy. I don't know. I just love the dirt, everything about it. I think it's it, it's going to be fun that the 450 class. I mean, we've talked about it today on Title 24. It's like you just don't know. It's throwing darts at a uh, darts at the wall. Yeah, you know, it, like I kind of mentioned about Indy. You know, the dirt being outside, bringing the dirt inside the hot stadium. It tends to be a very ruddy track. Probably some of the best dirt, also. Uh, uh, I think on the circuit so it just depends on how how frozen the dirt is because like i said it can thaw out and get really ruddy and i think you know i know coop rides well in the ruts but if eli's also got a track that he can that he can really push the limits you know because we all know that that eli's kind of a hammerhead when he rides when he gets in that zone he's just he's just uh hammering on the track and on the motorcycle and uh you know pr promotes for some great racing but 
um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, it's always a indie, like you said, is always a, it's a great stadium to come into race. It's right downtown. You can walk there from most of the hotels. So from the fans perspective, it's a, it's a great stadium, easy to get to, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Um, quick Fowler fact, 78% of the 450 riders who are in the points league coming out of Daytona win the championship and it's 88 cent, 88% since, uh, 1990. So all you Eli Tomac fans, things are looking good. Um, so mad props, Michael, you're going to be happy about that. Um, your man is in a great spot. Uh, nevertheless, it's going to be going to be fun to watch. So, uh, dude, another one in the books. It's been pretty fun, right? Oh, man, it's uh, we're getting better, 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 Ricky. It's just <laughs> like uh, pretty soon we're going to be, you know, we're going to be one of the uh, I don't want to say top top uh podcasters but um i'm having a lot of fun with it being you know like i said before breaking down and analyzing um our racing you know supercross it's uh it's it's been a great season so far so um just looking forward to it man i'm looking forward to what's going to happen this weekend it seems like there's so far there hasn't been there's been nothing short of to talk about uh it's been action-packed every single weekend so even for me that that raced it, lived it for, for my whole career. You know, I don't, I don't, it, it's, it's, this could be a new era, meaning the riders are so close. There's so many guys that can win right now. The racing, we have first and second battles. We have third and fourth battles. We have fifth and sixth battles. Uh, and it's always somebody new. So it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. That's right. That's right. Be sure to watch it this weekend exclusively on Peacock. Race Day Live starts at 1.30 p.m. Please subscribe wherever you download your podcast, or you can watch it on Motorsports on NBC YouTube page. You can also watch it on NBCSports.com and or Peacock, which is really cool, and all of that's on demand, as you know. Continue to uh, check out our Instagram page, Title24. Leave your comments on all of those platforms and uh, leave your questions as well. So we'll do our best to get to all of those questions. We'll have the quad lock question of the week each and every episode, which will be a lot of fun and we'll try to break it down for you. But nevertheless, thank you for tuning in to uh, Title 24 presented by NBC Sports and we will see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.